Welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast on the road, shall we say. We're recording this now as Travis uh, Krenz, my good friend, and the voice of the Mitchell Colonels. He's on his way to Sioux Falls to call Mitchell against, uh, who are we playing tonight? Roosevelt, uh, Jefferson, O'Gorman, who, who we got? He's our first president. Ah, ah, Abe Lincoln, very nice. Abe Lincoln, yes. George Washington himself. <laughs> Sioux Falls Lincoln. It's the hardest school to get to of the what the five Sioux Falls schools. Yep. It's um, Roosevelt's pretty easy on Forty First Street. O'Gorman's in the middle of town. It's kind of right off the interstate. This one, I got a GPS and you got to finagle your way and all the way on the east side of Sioux Falls. Jefferson's very easy to get to. So this one is the one that uh, I got to put the GPS on and. I should get there at six seventeen, which is just about right. All right, very good. Now, is uh, remind me, is there a Fuddrucker still by O'Gorman High School? Yeah, they closed down ah. a year ago. They closed down. You need a good Fuddruckers. You need a good burger place there. That is a that is a doggone shame. Uh, what what's we uh, talked about Vince McMahon last week? I think that's what got him in trouble. Fuddruckers. Yeah, a good Fuddruckers is what he had. So. <laughs> How they came up with that name, I'm not quite sure. I don't, I don't know either. I, I don't we, know. We went all. there, I don't know, four or five years ago. It was, I'd never really been there before. It was kind of like a, like a hamburger buffet where you've got your hamburger and then you put on the topping. Yes. Yep. It was unique. So like, right, that's, that's the way they do it there. So. Well, and it was, it was very unique, like years ago too. It was like, wow, this is like, uh, this is something big here, you know, that, it, it, it was one of the most unique places because you could make your own burger, essentially. Um, yeah, very, very good. Sad to see it uh, go here. Uh, what's the expectant? Uh, are you expecting a win tonight here against Lincoln? I think so, but there's five games left. Mitchell's 14 and one. They've been ranked one now for a month. They only got one loss. Everybody else has three. So they're pretty solid at number one spot uh, for Sioux Point for the state tournament. So five games left, 11 days to go. We've got, they're at here on Friday. That's um, also a wonderful game if they move that up to 3 o'clock in the afternoon instead of 7 because they have to go to Sioux Falls Roosevelt the very next night on Saturday. And I think that might, that might be a loss. Yep. If they didn't have to go back to back, I don't like go at Pier and then at Roosevelt the next night. That's tough. I don't like that. Yep. Yeah, we, we then, talked last week how we need to be the ones that make the schedule yeah, here. That was the first thing that that, that I saw in the schedule came out. I'm like, why? Why is this? Why is this happening? So I don't like that. And then you got Brandon Valley, who's, uh, who's the top five team. And they got a golden decent uh, next week. So it's a tough stretch. They've got in the last five games, I would say at least three of those people are going to be in the post tournament, maybe four. So it's a tough stretch to end it. So they can, they can still lose one or two here and still maybe be the number one seed. But I think tonight's an tonight's, uh, important game that they kind of got to win because they've got tougher games ahead. Yep, given what's ahead here. Yeah, it's a, it's a must-win game. Well, good luck with the call tonight here and uh, the know, rest of this. We have a lot of history. They've won, like, I think it's 16 state titles they've won. Wow. Uh, 
They haven't won one, though. They thought they only won one, I think, since 2005. Okay. And they said, hey, such a good year. I've been trying to look at well, what, what's out there for history. Marcus has kept track of the past probably 17 years or so. Mm-hmm. In an Excel file. And then I found, I found a bunch of results. We're back about 40 years now. Um, newspapers.com is a very good resource. Oh. Okay. For they You search something and they've got... They've got a lot of information. They've got all the artist leaders scan. They've got a lot of rapid city journal newspaper scan. So that's sort of that's how I've been able to find these results throughout the year that sort of haven't been kept very well. And with that, I, I found that Mitchell boys haven't won at Washington since 1997. Yikes! And then also, uh, if they start. If they win tonight and go 15-1, and one, that would be the best start in 37 years. Remind, it, rem, it reminds me of the 98 Vikings also went 15-1. and one. That's right. We have to go back to 86-87 for the last time the Mitchell Boys started their season 15-1. and one. So, uh, A lot on the line tonight for history books and purposes. So uh, it's, it's a big game for a lot of different reasons tonight. Well, good luck. Uh, like I said, good luck to the team. Good luck to you on the call, and not only tonight, but also this weekend too. And uh, we'll we'll uh, see where both teams are at next week when we talk. There is no more NFL to talk about after this week. The soup. Well, oh, yes, there is. Yes, there is. Oh. Come on. No, no. I meant like after we talk Super Bowl here. We don't have to talk. We unless you want to talk combine here at the end of February. Three two weeks away here. Right, three weeks away. Yes. It never, it never ends. It oh. never okay. Yeah, it's very true. That's why ESPN always has NFL Live going on when there's, when there's nothing. Uh, for crying out loud, even the NFL Network takes, uh, Good Morning Football takes weeks off. Uh, good. So t- ESPN should take a lesson from them. Uh, c- congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs beating the San Francisco 49ers in the longest Super Bowl ever, 25-22. Uh Overtime, confusing rules and whatnot. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, Chiefs win, though. Third Super Bowl in four years. Or five years. Yeah. Five years. Um, They're a dynasty here at this point. I think it's safe to say. Um, This game had Rams-Patriots vibes for for well over the the first half, especially. And deep into the third quarter... It was, I think, when the 49ers fumbled the punt um, and then the Chiefs scored on the very next play. Then things got going here. I know you had tweeted out that it doesn't, and I, I know you've said it in the past, that great ending doesn't make a great game. And people were like, oh, this is one of the best Super Bowls of all time. And like, no, like we, we, can't, we can't put this in the uh, echelons here of one of the great Super Bowls of all time. Now, this... But this is a little different from great ending because we did have two plus quarters, if you're counting overtime and the fourth quarter and the, the tail end of the third, of really good football. It's just the first the first half and the majority of the third quarter stunk to high heaven. It was good. I'm gonna say, um, yeah, well, I thought about that Patriots ran Super Bowl. Like, this is not good. It's bad. Bubbles and turnovers, missed opportunities. I'm, just, I'm watching this game and I'm thinking, 
how the troops gonna walk their way into another one because that seemingly every game I watch see it's like what did the other team fuck up so that they can win who's gonna miss the field goal who's gonna miss an extra point who's gonna fuck up the punts randomly yep and, and that's what happened they, I think they just and sometimes that's where they work for the team that doesn't make the big mistake wins so yeah first three quarters were not good and then uh, the defenses got tired that nobody could stop anybody really. Yep. And you're waiting you're waiting for something to happen. You, well, San Francisco's got the ball, or six minutes left. It's a tie game. It's our this here, this is it. So was it tied or were they down three? It was tied. It, it was tied, yep, because they kicked a field goal uh with under two minutes to get up nineteen sixteen. They were tied at 16 minutes, like, all right, this, this is it. You drive down and end the game. Don't get the ball back. You score a touchdown. You score a field goal with, without time remaining. Yep. And this is it. And what do they do? They get a field goal with a minute 50 to go and give it back. So they, I mean, they had their opportunity to finish it off. Well, because they said for the field goal, the only reason the Chiefs didn't win in regulation because time ran out. Yes. And they could have taken one more crack at it, six seconds to go, but better to be safe and just play for overtime. Well, on that on that last drive there, on that last play of regulation there for the Chiefs on offense, Mahomes throws it to Kelsey, and it was just a quick pass. You're like, okay, if this works, it it's fine. But he had Rice, Rasheed Rice, wide open in the middle. He would have scored a touchdown right there, and they would have won the game. That I mean, that that would have ended it right there. Um, and give a lot of credit to the Chiefs defense there because if they needed to make a, a stop there right after the two-minute warning, it was third and four, I believe. And if you and because it uh, Trent McDuffie got pressure and, and knocked the pass down or whatever, no time ran off the clock. The 49ers had to kick a field goal. Jake Moody, by the way, uh, this I can't believe that in the first 57 Super Bowls, there were only like seven. Um, 50-plus yard field goals ever, or maybe it was four, and then there were three in Sunday's game in Super Bowl 58. Jake Moody had the record for a quarter, and then Harrison Butker outdid him. I mean, it's just insane. But Moody had two 50-plus yard field goals, but the big miss was the blocked extra point. He had been perfect on extra points all year long. He blocks that extra point, and you knew that was big because then it just it changes everything. Now the Chiefs don't have to score a touchdown to take the lead. They just have to get a field goal to tie. I mean, it's it's the little things. It's the muff punt. Uh, but at the same time, you could say, well, uh, after that Nicole Hardman catch in the first quarter, or maybe it was in the second quarter, uh, they fumbled the very next play with Isaiah Pacheco, and that negated stuff. So both teams... And then San Francisco couldn't, couldn't take advantage of the fumble. They couldn't score. It's right. like, well, yep. take advantage of this. And then what did Kansas City do with the punt? They scored on the next play. Yep. So if you get those opportunities, you have to score. And that was the difference. Yes. Yep. And down the stretch, Kansas City made more plays than the 49ers did. Now, and Brock Purdy played fine. Um, this wasn't, a, I don't think, a real indictment on him. It, it was, like... 
the Chiefs, uh, CBS threw the graphic up at the start of the fourth quarter. Chiefs haven't allowed a, a touchdown in the, you know, the last six fourth quarters. You knew that it was just a broadcaster's jinx waiting for it to happen. The 49ers score a touchdown. They're like a minute into the fourth quarter, and it's like, oh, great. Here we, here we go with the jinx. But the game is tied at 19 going into overtime, and the 49ers win the toss and elect to receive first and that really baffled me uh it baffled a lot of people did it baffle you the decision to take it now subsequently in the post-game press conference kyle shanahan the 49ers head coach said well we wanted the ball third which is why we took it first because if kansas city matched them we could win it on the third possession but his players didn't know the overtime rules and a lot of people didn't know the overtime rules but on that, the decision after you win the coin toss to elect to take the ball first, given the new overtime rules, what did you make of that decision? No, you kick first. Yep. In college, you take the you go on defense first, so you know what you need. So understand the strategy, but they never got the ball back, so that doesn't matter. I wasn't clear on what the overtime rules were until it started, and then I was like, all right, both teams get the ball, if it's still tied, next score win. It's about as simple as you can get. It's much more simpler than, well, if you get a field goal, it goes on, but if the touchdown ends it. Our friend Drew Amount, if he bullshitting me, but he's got the bubble with it, it's like, it couldn't have been more simple. And I don't know if, yeah, San Francisco had no idea what was going on, the Chiefs obviously knew what was going on. They put the clock up there, which is unnecessary. Like, there were people on Twitter that were like smart football people saying, you know, so if this runs out, is the game over? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, the Chiefs still have the ball. Right. They got to finish. Like, the clock is, the clock doesn't matter. So the clock's up there. It, it It's unnecessary. It just confused the hell out of people. Yep. Well, because I thought there was a two-minute... That, that big of a deal. It's like, they both get it once, and then if it's still tied, you play it. I thought, yeah, I thought when the clock got down to two minutes, I was like, okay, we got a two-minute warning. No, it just keeps going. Like, wait, what? what's going on here? I'm like, yes, they get an opportunity to score, um, so it's not like it. it's a brand-new game. But, yeah, why have the clock on there, then, if the clock doesn't matter? Yeah. I mean, it's... They didn't have the clock on during... In college. It is, it's, it's overtime. Because there's no need for a clock, and that just confuses people. And what they said was like, what, five, six seconds left. And I don't know if... I assume there's probably some 49ers out, player out there that thought, oh, if we stop them here, we win the game. Oh, for sure. Kyle Juszczyk, the, the 49ers fullback, thought of that. At one point, I, I know there were several other 49ers that that didn't know. I mean, it it, it doesn't make sense. Like that, and give credit to, to Coach Reed uh, to the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reed, because he said our players knew the overtime rules. They knew the situation. Kyle Shanahan sounded like he knew it, but his players didn't, or some of them didn't. I, I just. And that's I, the we like, yeah, we, I mean, you spend all of this time with all the shit, and you don't know what it is. And it, it, 
it was brought up like, okay, well, would like does changing sides of the field matter? Like, did the Chiefs really need to to score a touchdown there? And it's like, well, inside in a dome stadium or in, in an indoor stadium, you don't need that because you don't have to deal with the wind and whatnot. But in overtime, does that matter? Will you flip the the side of the field and and does that factor? In there no, a bit. That matters here. But it, but is that why they have the clock though? Because you would have to flip sides of the field. I don't know. It just. Yeah, I, I when it's like, okay, it, it flips sides of the field. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, yeah, but everybody complained a couple years ago when Buffalo didn't get the ball and they went against Kansas City because of why this this is not what we have here. Yes, it's because of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> well, I like it. And then the other one got changed because the Vikings ever got the ball against the Saints. So right. I, I would like this to be the NFL rule. They'll get rid of the 10 minute overtime, but the regulars that are making this, they won't do that. They'd rather add an 18th game and kill more players off right. than uh, five more minutes overtime. But I was just stunned at how many people. Okay, you didn't know at the beginning, but then once they explained it, they put on those things like, "What? I mean, it's not that difficult. Like, what else? What well, else?" It's like I still ended up players and fans and what? What's going on here? Is the game done? It's like fucking we we live in the fucking age of idiots. So we live in. Well, and I knew that if the Chiefs scored a touchdown, the game would be over. But Romo was having to explain it inside of that that final minute. There, like, don't worry. This is like if the, the game's not over, it doesn't matter and stuff. But he kept saying multiple times throughout the telecast, "This is for the game, Jim. This is for the Super Bowl." So it's like he's using it was, but it like it didn't. It, like the time wasn't a factor, but it was finally inside that last minute there where he said, "Don't worry, like you don't have to rush it. They can, they'll get it. You know, on the other side here, if they don't, you know, if the time runs out, it's not a big deal." But yes. up until that point, you're all kind of wondering, like, where, "Where's the sense of urgency here?" Um, I think people, people shit on Romo, and I'm fine with it. But again, like he explained it, like yes, the time doesn't matter here. It's fine. Right, and then you get, and then they score right away after he says all this, and then we get the fantastic call of Jim Nance saying Chiefs jackpot uh, for, for the win. I, I liked it. Um, it was it was good. They run the same play that they did last year. It was corn dog with the and as Andy Reid said after the game, little ketchup and mustard on it. It was the exact same play with. McCole Hardman, who left the team to go to the Jets, and then they traded for at the end of the season. Like, this is one of the most remarkable um, Super Bowl wins, I would say, because this this Chiefs team, no one expected them, like, just given what they were like this year with the wide receiver situation and uh, like the defense carried them all throughout the year, and all of a sudden Mahomes gets hot in the playoffs. They win two on the road. I, this is a remarkable Super Bowl win. I would say out of the three, this may be the most remarkable because of who they didn't have, the struggles they had all year, and for it to all just click at once. And 
They've now won more Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill than they did with him. That's incredible. And you, you picked him to win. Yep. I picked him to win this game after, oh, they're going to lose the Buffalo, they're going to lose the Brown. At the end, it's like, all right, I'm going to get some. They're yep. not going to lose anymore. So, what? they have to do, buddy. They're going, if it's a close game, they're going to win. Yep. And so, Kyle Shanahan is going to find a way to blow it. Uh, the the what the Chiefs have now won uh, all three of their Super Bowls or at least in two of them they've had to overcome double digit deficits ten point deficits um, and Kyle Shanahan once again blows a double digit lead in the Super Bowl we remember what happened when he was offensive coordinator of the Falcons losing twenty eight uh, had that twenty eight three lead against the Patriots um, at some point here. Like, you just have to wonder, does Kyle Shanahan not have the full intangibles necessary to be a Super Bowl winning coach? Or is it just bad luck that he runs into Andy Reid and the Chiefs twice? But based on the explanation of overtime and stuff, there seems to be something lacking there for a guy who is so attention to detail and detail-oriented that seems like a huge miss for your team not to know the rules of overtime. I just kept thinking, what would the Lions have done in this game? Yeah. Fortunately, the uh, third, third and four at the nine of that final offensive play they have in overtime. They pass it, and then they kick the field goal to go up three. And I don't know. I probably would have went for it. At that point, your defense doesn't stop at anything. I'm sure you would have got roasted over the coals for going for it if he doesn't get it. I mean, they went for it earlier in the fourth quarter on a fourth down. Uh, they picked it up. That was a big play. Yes. Yep. So they did do it earlier in the game. Um, things real make, make a big deal if you go for it and you miss it. But if you go for it and you make it, People forget about it right away. Well, they made it. I'm good for that. The drive kicks in. Well, they did so have the. I, I probably would have ran it with McCaffrey and slowed the pool. You're playing for two downs there. You're playing for a touchdown. Yep. All right. Maybe we get stuck. So if we do, we still got a fourth down. And maybe we can kick the field away anyway. Maybe we pick up the first down. Maybe it's a fourth and two. But I'm certainly not playing for three points right there. And for all the shit Dan Campbell got, like Kyle Shanahan gets none of that, and he lost the game. And well, they did have the Chiefs in a fourth down in overtime, and but I know, no, I I get it, but they did have them in a fourth down, and if Nick Bosa doesn't converge on the inside there and allow Mahomes to get outside with that little option. Now, granted, I think if, if Bosa does come down, that then Mahomes is going to flip it to Kelsey for a first. So I think they were going to get it regardless. But they still had him in a fourth down there. Um, there were some very... I think the Chiefs went for two. Like if, they, if they scored a touchdown, they have gone for two. That's what they said they would have done. <laughs> and that's the point where that takes that, well, we're going to get the ball third. No, you're not. Either you're going to win it or you're going to lose it because there's going to be no third possession. 
Because the other team is going to go for two. So that completely wipes out the Palestinian reasoning. It's like, yeah, we're not going to keep playing this game. We're going to end it. End it right here. So it never, it never would have gotten to work. Well, to be fair, though, the 49ers defense only allowed one touchdown in regulation, and that was from 14 yards out after the after the muffed punt. Like, they're... Like the only one that didn't give up a touchdown in the last time is the time ran Very true. Very true. Like, they could have given up a touchdown at that point. And yep. at this point, like, I'm not playing for a tie. I'm not... Well, let's go to the second possession. I'm playing to win. Yep. And... A touchdown, you know, it would have ended up as a two-point conversion to win it, and I know nobody's going to bring bring that up and say, oh, he should have went for, went for the touchdown. You know, it's like, I mean, what it was, but it's like, okay, what are the chances? And everybody said, oh, you know, oh, three points isn't going to be enough, and it was like, yeah, when he, when he has to score, he will score a touchdown or a field goal, whatever he has to score, he will score. Well, I think what's interesting there too is in overtime, it's if what was it fourth and goal at the eight. Like if you don't get it, you do you do back the Chiefs up inside the ten yard line, and then you may only need a, if you stop them, you likely have a short field and would be able to win the game with a field goal, which though does play into Kyle Shanahan's third possession thinking and. With the new overtime rules, we don't like this was the first time it's happened. So the analytics of this, they don't have enough data because we'd never done anything like this before. So there's really no um, historic, um, there's no history that you can go back to and say, well, this is what happened here. This was the very first time that it's been employed. Uh, if they decided to kick it, which they should have, but they did, they, they did kick it there. No, oh, they kick, kick the uh, kick it off instead of taking the ball. Oh yes, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> they kick it off. The team score a touchdown. Then that makes them have to go for that touchdown. Yes. Yep. And they're, they're not kicking the field goal until the fourth and nine, and they know they're down seven. So that forces you to actually try and win the game. Yes. So I mean, that's another reason, right? People say, "Oh, their defense was, was tired." And, just come off the field. It wasn't a very. It was a two-minute drive with eight, eight to ten plays. It took a while, but they were. I'm sure both defenses were tired at that point. San Francisco got all the way down inside the ten. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it felt like okay, either either one team's gonna wave the white flag here and take the field, or it's gonna come down to the second. Yeah. Well. Okay. So let's. That first drive, or that the the lone drive for the 49ers there in, in overtime, and I always say, you got to kick it off in overtime, or you want to be on defense first, so you know what you need on your possession to to win the game or to, whatever. But on the 49ers drive, and all of this could have been a moot point if they hadn't called a holding penalty against. Was it uh, Trent McDuffie, I think, on the third and 13? Did you agree with the hold? Because I did, but there were enough people that were like, oh, I don't know, Jim. You know, Tony Roman was asking about it, and I saw several other people say, yeah, that was a ticky-tack call that probably shouldn't have been made in that spot. It wasn't egregious enough. Would you have called that play because if you or that penalty? Because if you don't, 
The 49ers have 4th and 13. They're going to punt it. The Chiefs likely get it at the at their own 40 at worst. And then you only need about 25 yards to, to win the game. So all of this might have been moot if it hadn't been for a very questionable holding penalty. I was fine with it. Yeah, I mean, there were not many penalties in this game at all. The Chiefs didn't get called for holding once. I think San Francisco got called for one time. Yep. So, I mean, they let a flag as they're holding. And you've seen pictures of this that seems to be holding to me. So, penalty, I mean, I guess the lack of penalties. You talk about how the refs screwed up, and I guess they just did much of anything. So. Well, they called an intentional grounding against the Chiefs that should not have been called because Noah Gray is in the area. I get that it didn't make it back to the line of scrimmage, but Noah Gray is clearly in the area. Like, he's within 10 yards, and Mahomes is outside the pocket. That was an egregious call. I, I mean, it didn't get to the line of scrimmage. That's part of the But Gene Steratore said that it shouldn't have been one because the player is in the area. Like we 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 see it on screen passes often where they just chuck it yeah. in the dirt where it doesn't get to the line of scrimmage, but there's a running back there. That was a that was a big call in at that stage of the game because the Chiefs it it, it backed them up a little bit. You lose the down, and it's like okay, the the, the drive gets stalled a bit. Well, all I were on the penalties. Yes. There was a only one penalty was picked up for two penalties, and that backed him up big. Yes. Um, one of my favorite plays I saw all year was during the uh, Lions 49ers game. It was late in the first half. Uh, Detroit gets a field goal there before halftime. Mm hmm. Uh, they're inside the 50, they're all like at the 45. It's third and 18. And well, Greg Olson kind of saying, "Well, you know, you pick up a couple yards here, you get a long field goal, you can try that." Uh, but they went for it, and they got it to Alvin Rock St. Brown, 15 yards. He snuck through, got the other three, mm -hmm. and they could put it on the third 18, and uh, the drive continued. And I like that so much because I mean, we I. At least ninety-five percent of the time, when we see the team, oh, there's there's no play for third and eighteen. How the fuck would you? Right. Eighteen yards on the play when on the previous play you just picked up fifteen. Yeah. There's no way you pick up eighteen yards. Yeah. Well, they did, and you go for it. Don't. Most teams, we watch the Vikings, we watch these other teams. Oh, it's it's second and twenty-five. How could they possibly? Don't they remember? Don't they remember Fred X and the Philadelphia Eagles against the Packers? That was fourth and twenty-six. Fourth and twenty-six. What they do? They fucking threw the ball thirty yards down the field. And in the game, you've got a lot of big points, but what teams routinely can pick up 10, 15, 20 yards at a time if they want to. Uh, it seems like teams give up a lot, and in that drive, San Francisco is like second and twenty something, mm -hmm. and they picked up like eight yards, and they picked up like another twelve, and it would be like a fourth and five, and they put it. So they just kind of picked up a couple yards, and yep. uh, they fell short. So like it, it bothers me to no end when I see a team uh, throw a screen pass on a third and twelve, on a third and fifteen, 
like, oh, there's, I mean, there's no way we can pick up 15 yards. Right. Well, how about this? How about you throw the ball down the field uh, more than three yards? See what can happen. And, uh, I mean, that's just frustrating to me to see teams just, I mean, they give up. They just give up. They oh, we're not going to get it. Like, really, you can't pick up 15 yards. Yep. So, that's frustrating to me. Uh, Jawan Jennings, wide receiver for the 49ers, was the MVP favorite, I would say, for the large, the, the vast majority of the game going into the fourth quarter, or the midway through the fourth quarter, because he had the touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey. That was a, a crazy play, great trick play by the 49ers. Uh, by Kyle Shanahan, because when you when he gets it, you can tell it's going to be a pass, but he's looking downfield, and I don't know if that was to look off like a safety or if that was the design of the play. And then he goes back and he just throws it all across the uh, across the field to Christian McCaffrey, like you know the the full distance. But he was looking downfield instead. He just threw it across to McCaffrey, and it and it got a touchdown. That was an incredible play. And then he catches a touchdown in the, the fourth quarter. He's the second player in Super Bowl history ever to catch a touchdown and throw for a touchdown. The other one being Nick Foles, who did it in the Super Bowl in Minneapolis against the Patriots when he uh, when the Eagles won that Super Bowl. But Jennings was the clear favorite for a long time. I know that the, you know there's talk maybe about Harrison Butker uh, when he made uh, the 50... Uh, two 50-yard field goals. Or Jake Moody made uh, two 50-yard field goals. He was kind of getting talked. But there was no clear-cut MVP favorite until Mahomes took over in the fourth quarter in overtime. And it was pretty clear that when the Chiefs won, Mahomes was going to be the MVP. But for a while, it was Jawan Jennings. And I think he like, that would have been cool. Out of all of the possible MVP candidates. Like, this is a Dion Branch situation here. Yeah. He would have been the guy and scored two touchdowns. I mean, both of your team's touchdowns and win the game, you are going to be the MVP. There was a, something I saw today where, oh, well, I don't think it was in the playoffs. I think it was just in general where some situation where, you know, in a drive in of under two minutes, and it ties the game and gives you the lead or something. In that situation, Mahomes is like seven for seven all night. It's crazy. Which is the best out of anybody. Um, like when, you know, when, when he gets the ball, and he, says, you know, he has yet to not, I guess. There's a couple times during they, they haven't won a game late, so they're going to drive. But, like, he's, he's got it done. And, yeah, like he's uh, the best ever at football rights. What is this, a sixteen there? Like, he doesn't have to win another one at this point to be up there. Like, Brady's got seven, but I'm sure there's people that would take Brady over him, but I don't know who they would be. It'd be like... Well, I think you're looking at just the Super Bowl championships, right? And saying, yeah, Brady was better than Mahomes. Cause, I mean, Mahomes is so much more gifted than Brady was. Brady was great, but Mahomes is so much more gifted. He's a better quarterback, better athlete. And if you're looking at this, he's playing in a at a time where 
the AFC is so much more difficult. His division is more difficult than what Brady ever had to go through in the AFC uh, with the AFC East. The AFC East was dog shit. What he had to deal with Pittsburgh and Peyton Manning. Uh, Peyton Manning. That was it. I mean, that's, you know, that's I mean, Peyton Manning. That's, that's tough. Yes, it is. He doesn't, he doesn't have his Peyton Manning yet. Josh Allen, it's not his fault that they have not yep. been able to knock him off. And we've only seen the Bengals teach twice, so looking forward to seeing that again. Maybe maybe Houston and C.J. Stroud got something. Uh, maybe Jim Harbaugh turns around the Chiefs and they've got something. Yep. I mean, they played a lot of, like, every game they play is close. Yep. Like, you know, all the games are coming down to the end, so there's not a big difference between three Super Bowls and, and no Super Bowls. I mean, it's very much like the Patriots, in which every single Super Bowl that Brady won it was a three-point game, it was a one-score game, it came down to the final position. Yep. Last year was a game when this one was an overtime game. First one was San Francisco. They were down in the fourth quarter, I think. Yep. Like all of these games, the, the Bills game went overtime. And got a, the Bengals game ends on the, in the final minute. All of these games end. Yep. At the very end, and the Chiefs have won. They've won all of them except the one against the Patriots five years ago. Yep. And, well, and. The Chiefs lost in that the the COVID Super Bowl to the Bucks and Tom Brady, but yeah. and that was the third that was thirty one to nine that was in Tampa and Mahomes was hurt he had he got hurt during the game he didn't have his offensive lineman there he was running around like crazy so that's like the one blowout there but there were extenuating circumstances there that you can't just all pin on Mahomes. Yeah, and he got at least another 10 years. Yep. It sounds like he's going to take, uh, he's going to rework his contract, and maybe that is to try and uh, keep Chris Jones around. That would be big. I mean, he was he was great in this game because you can look at in overtime on that third down play for the 49ers. That's going to be a touchdown. I don't remember who, what, was it to Jennings? And, and Jones gets... Was it Jones or McDuffie? I know Jones affected uh, a pass on uh, to Debo Samuel when he was open uh, that that Purdy couldn't get it to him. And now I do wonder, because the pass was overthrown to Samuel, but if Samuel, who had a hurt hamstring there and came back, I, it looked like he wasn't able to run full strength and uh, accelerate to that ball. So I think that maybe had a little more to do with it. But uh, Chris Jones, massive game in this one. Uh, Leo Chanel with the forced fumble. He had the blocked extra point. This Chiefs defense, very good. They're the youngest in the NFL. And if the Chiefs can get the wide receiver position right, um, they, they are going to be in line for another Super Bowl or two here in the next few years. They need to get receivers. Yes. It is the only receiving four in the league. And yet they win the Super Bowl. And yet they've got the best quarterback to play. Yes. But their other defense is very good. So that's another combination of having 
and one of the best quarterbacks ever. We paid fifty million dollars for him, and he's going to be excellent. And you only need a little bit of but I thought like San Francisco guy, they didn't show up. Debo Samuel didn't do anything. Kittle didn't do anything. George Kittle didn't do anything. McCaffrey did well, but he had a big fumble. Yep. That's why I was talking about Benny doing something because nobody else did. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk. For, for all the, the pieces that San Francisco had, none of them played well. So, I like if you're them, I don't know what to. There's nothing else you can do. Like what you you add here, you add there. It's like you're stacked everywhere. What else? I mean, they're the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. They're, they're 1990 Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they're really good. But they just they just could not win. But I don't I don't think this is to like Brock Purdy isn't to blame. I don't. No, he played, he played fine. He started off really good, kind of struggled there in the middle, and at the end, they needed to make some throws. He got it done. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it would have been cool to see him win it. But and with the NFC, it seems like the NFC always has a good team. That's kind of like the Eagles. They're kind of a plant in the pan. San Francisco's been around for a while, so the Detroit does. It seems like all the Packers are going to be talked about a lot. Lions. The Lions, the NFC has a team that surprises you quite often. Yes. The the Panthers will have a good year all of a sudden. Um, You know, Tampa Bay with Brady had a couple of good years. The Rams all of a sudden. Now the Rams here. So the AFC, you know, it's going to be the Chiefs and the NFC. You know what? It could be. It ain't gonna be the Cowboys. But it could be seven or eight other teams that just come out of nowhere. Could be the Vikings. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just oh, they, they, could, they could get close, but uh, not close. Um, the Kirk Cousins curse though remains intact. The they, okay. he beat the 49ers. Now teams are 0 seven in Super Bowls when uh, if they lost to Kirk Cousins during the regular season. So that's big. There had the 49ers won. We would be making a far bigger story about the inner, um, the, the the shove, uh, the the screaming that Kelsey did to Andy Reid there that preceded the Isaiah Pacheco fumble. Um, it's uncalled for by Kelsey, and we know he's got a bit of a temper. We saw it uh, on Christmas Day. Um, when he threw his helmet down in disgust and got benched for like a series or whatever. Um, this one, like, yes, you, you can't bump your coach. You, you, you can't do that. You can't show him up. But also, why is why are you taking your best player outside of Mahomes out when you have a uh, goal-to-go situation? That, uh, I, I don't get, and I think that's what he was more upset about. And they downplayed it after the game, and, you know, understandably so, because you, win, you won the game. But that... I think needs to be talked about more. You, you can't have that. Kelsey's got to control his emotions, and hopefully Taylor had a had a word with him uh, about that after the game. That was on the football, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The, it it preceded the fumble. It was. But I was thinking, like, okay, we're not going to pass the ball, so we're going to take you up. That would be my by reasoning of why he was an outburst. Like, yeah, you're not going to get the ball on this play, so sit down. 
Maybe go back on the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good to be a white man in America. Yeah. If you're, if you're Terrell Owens, if you're, I don't know, Tyreek Hill, if you're any one of anybody, if you're Randy Moss, go down the list. Yeah, that'd be, uh, oh my God, what a disgusting display. Yes. This Paris. Oh, he's just, see, my God, he's just emotional. He just wants to win. Like, all right. That's what that was. Oh, and I don't get me wrong. I'm not. Ex- I'm not excusing his be- behavior at all. His actions were wrong, uh, and it's a, a, one of those things where making a big deal out of it because he is who Like, if McCall Hartman goes to the coach and bumps him, what happens? Right. Yeah. He get the fuck out of here. Well, yeah, you know, and then uh, Andy Reid. Uh, hugs Chris Jones after the game and has trouble getting up. He needs a little help uh, uh, from Very some good. staff. Yeah, did you see that? Yes, he got uh, yeah. Chris Jones. Yep. Um, so, uh, by the way, I, I was keeping track from kickoff, to, I believe, Taylor Swift got shown nine times. I hope I folks took the over because that just blew right by any over anybody could. Well, I so I set it at four and a half, and I knew that was going to be low. But I think they only showed her twice in the first half. Because they didn't do anything, and they, exactly. and they didn't want to get her on camera when she's cheering and when she's jumping up and down. Yep. That's when they want to get her on camera. And I only counted it during the game. I believe also they only showed her two or three times after Travis Kelsey did something. So it the other six shots really didn't matter a ton, but uh, they did show her for 55 seconds of the game, uh, which is like less than 1% of, of the totality. No, 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 I mean, I, I'm looking for, I can't, I'm not finding this anywhere. Nobody's looking into this. So what, 55 seconds? Yes. Just sort about $14 million worth of airtime on the Super somewhere on there. Yep. Um, who's number two on the list? Who, what, what fan was shown the second most? What person not involved in the game or not on the field? Was it LeBron James? Was it Beyonce? I think they showed the celebrities. Yeah. White. LeBron, LeBron was sh- LeBron was shown twice at least. And he was shown for a total of maybe eight seconds. So when people want to say, oh, well, she was shown for 40 seconds, that's, that's it's 40 seconds in a four-hour game. No, compare her to who's shown the second most of any other fan in the crowd. Yeah, but the, the, no other fan in the crowd is dating a, an NFL player. LeBron was shown, all these other people were shown, and that is how it's always been done. They show it once yep. in this case, they showed it once in the first half, once in the second half. Here's all the big stars at the big game, and then we move on. And then we don't go back, and we don't see LeBron's reaction. We don't see Lady Gaga's reaction to the play. Right. And they showed her once in the first half because the Chiefs didn't do anything. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, I, the, the, the very the very first thing you see when they scored the game-winning touchdown 
Or is her getting mauled in the boot? Yes. And I'm not even counting that because you could barely see her. (laughs) And everybody knew it was happening. As soon as they scored the game-winning touchdown, you had to know they were going to show her and they didn't see her because everybody went down. It's like this. I mean, this will continue. You play another year at least to be at the games if they're still together. Someone brought it up to me, though. Brenda Warner got shown a ton during Brenda Warner, Kurt Warner's wife, during their Super Bowl run, and no one made a, a stink about it. Yeah, she was also very annoying with her spike hair. Yep. I think she had cancer. I was very annoyed by her as well. But she was shown a lot, and there was no out uproar. Not this one. No, not at this game, but like when the Rams won no, the Super Bowl. Not nearly this much. I mean, they were, you know, and she was in the front row where the hell she could be at. Yeah. Yeah, I think she had, she had battled cancer and because of how unlikely it was that her daughter was, she was. Well, yeah, like the first year or two, but then it stops. This is what never happened. Well, if LeBron James is dating a Chiefs player, then um, then I will expect him to get shown more there. It's not that Taylor Swift is just there. She's dating Travis Kelsey. Nobody, nobody will be shown as much as she will. What? Like, I don't know, like, Beyonce is uh, probably an equivalent star to her. Like, if she, if she was dating Patrick Mahomes, I don't know. Yes, well, I, yeah, I would I would say so. Like, if you're having a thing... We're showing her. We know she's the game. We don't need to see her. But you're bringing in a lot. Like, there are a lot of new, like, a lot of young girls, a lot of young women want, like, are paying attention now to the game because of Taylor Swift. I find that fascinating that, like, girls are watching it now because Taylor Swift is at the game. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Why are you watching this game? Because, because they want to see ta- they want to see Taylor Swift's boyfriend do well. That's why they're watching the game, and they want to see Taylor. Would they be watching the game if she wasn't there? Um. Or uh, they're, they're watching just for her. They don't give a shit about Travis. Oh no, they they do. They want they want Taylor's boyfriend to do well. So if she didn't, so if she wasn't at the games. Were they still watching? Like, oh, I didn't watch this game. She's not here. She's at a concert. And the one, like, the one game she didn't show up to was the game in Minneapolis. Yep. And they had to announce it at the beginning of the game. Jim Nance had to say, Taylor Swift tonight. I think they would. I don't think they would have watched in as big of numbers, but I do think they would. They're, they're watching because And they want to see, when they want to see the game, they want to see her on the team. I. I don't see an issue with it. Um, it, it It's fine. I, I, I just think it's ridiculous because it's never happened before. And it's like, I mean, there's been plenty of famous people married to And they don't show up. And it's, it's just weird. It's, it's a very Trump-like thing of... Whatever you say goes. Like, if you like this, I like this now. If you like the Chiefs, I like the Chiefs now. I'm for this, I'm for this now. Like, if she was... If she said, if she said vote for Trump, her people would vote for Trump. Well, 
Well, if yes, again, she's time the time person of the year. She's the, 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 the other way. So the other way. I would it's a thing like they will do whatever she wants them to do. I would, whatever, whatever she does, they will follow. I want to. I should go back and see if I can find games where uh, Tony Romo was dating Jessica Simpson and see how much they showed her. Um, I don't think it was very much. It wasn't like this. Well, because Jessica Simpson wasn't the best, uh, like the, the the time person of the year or the <laughs> most famous like, icon or pop star like, in the world. Like, well, presidents are at games, they may be so once. Like, Michael Jordan was at the national championship game for football. Mm-hmm. They showed him once. He's the greatest ever. He's Michael Jordan. They showed him once towards the end of the game. Was he dating any Michigan Wolverine players? No, he just gives them money to wear his jersey. Right. So. You just see him, you just see his logo on every game you want. Right. And he's a much bigger star than Taylor Swift. Ooh, ooh. Michael Jordan is not a bigger star than Taylor Swift. Not now. Not now. How much money is she making this year? How much money do he make? Well, he make, he does make a lot. You got that. You got a point there. Played a basketball game in twenty years. Yeah, he's got his Air Jordan. He is the yeah. most famous basketball player current, and he hasn't played in twenty years. Yeah. Tom Brady will not be the favorite football player twenty years from now. New. It's it's yeah. Right. Oh, I know. What, are we having Bengals? Bengals Chiefs? What's the game? You I, game I think so. I think it's Bengals Chiefs or Ravens Chiefs. I like your your choice of Bengals Chiefs. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, Joe Burrow coming off an injury. Yep. Got the only or the only team to knock them off. Yep. I like. So. I I do like Bengals Chiefs. I think that's the. Way to go. Save Harbaugh uh, against the Chiefs for later on in the year. Save Lamar against the Chiefs. Well, Lamar Jackson wins the MVP. 49 first-place votes. It's insane. What are we doing? And the other first-place vote was for who? Josh Allen? Allen. I think it was Josh Allen. I mean, what would it... I like Rob Purdy. I can live with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Lamar Jackson, any MVP, just... Well, someone on Twitter said, like, well, he was. He, it's most valuable, it's not best player. And like, okay, then give it to Brock Purdy. What happened? Someone said, well, it's it's not best player, it's most valuable. Like, okay, then give it to Brock Purdy. It's either, whatever, however you want to classify it, it's... Like, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to win every year, though. Right. You should. Uh, I don't like I, It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was the San Francisco game, and then he had a bunch of... He had six, what, five touchdowns against the Dolphins? And the, the Dolphins? Dolphins? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kirk Cousins had more touchdowns than he did going into, like, week 16. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins hadn't played in two months. Yeah. Oh, it was, a, it was the runaway MVP. I, no, like... Yeah, of course, he runs for 8,900 yards a year, and that's a factor, but... Yep. I mean, like, at this point, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, because you're not going to move on a two-time MVP. So... 
I mean, you just, I mean, you, you, you look back at some, like, baseball awards from years gone by, and you look at it, and you're like, what the hell were they thinking? Right. No, I agree. I, you don't even have to look back if they could see it before it happened. He's going to win it. And I someone else responded like, well, Josh Allen broke records. Like, I want to put Josh Allen first, second, or third, maybe fourth, because he had too many turnovers. Josh Allen. Yeah, 20-some turnovers. And, like, when, when, they, when they got on their run, it wasn't him. It was their running game and defense. And you look at what he did against the Cowboys. He didn't do anything against Dallas. Right. What Josh Allen did against in some of these big games, they won late in the year, for like 150 yards. Yeah. It's just, it's all about winning. You have to win. It doesn't matter. Uh, Joe Montana was on Dan Patrick this week. And he's like, his most famous game is the catch. And nobody could tell you, okay, what, how did he do in that game? Was he good? Was he bad? How did Joe Montana do in the 1981 title game against the Cowboys? Yeah. And he said he played like kid. He had like three interceptions. It's the one iconic play that everyone remembers and just it, it supersedes it all. <laughs> three touchdowns, three interceptions, and that's all anybody remembers is the kids. Like, yeah, I played like kid that day. What do you think Joe Montana was feeling Sunday night? Uh, I mean, I know he, he spent a few years in Kansas City. The majority of the career is with San Francisco. So his heart's got to be more with the 49ers, right? I mean... Yes. Yeah, I, I would think so. But this is the Joe Montana Bowl because he played for both teams. So is part of him happy that the Chiefs won? Who knows? Uh, commercials. What did you think of the commercials? Uh, very good. I loved Paramount and State Farm. Those were the two best ones. Hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger was good. Um, other than that, just some dumb things that I, you know, again, like you'll forget them right away. It's like, yeah, this, you've got all year to come up with this, and this is what you came up with. So. Well, two that I won't forget were the, the RFK Jr. Well, like, what was, yeah. what was that? And then, like, I get... That was, that was just bad, so... And then the, I get the, the the Jesus one, like Jesus gets us and stuff. I I I get what they're trying to do, I I do, but for how much money it costs to, to do an ad, like could you have used that money for something better? It's a double-edged sword. It's just it's a weird spot for me in that one. I'm a, I I just I think, yeah. I think the people behind that are probably not good people. I think I heard they are like right wing people. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they, they really don't practice what they preach. So yeah. they do all this stuff, and it's like, well, okay, what do you support? You know, they're yeah. going to support Trump. Like, okay, well, that's that doesn't make any sense. That's that's anti what you what Jesus would want. That's, that's not what uh, what you're preaching. So yeah, exactly. because of that, that was very poor. Um, so, I thought it may have, may have been a Nike commercial at the beginning. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Usher uh, performance at halftime. Uh, I bet you're you're a diehard Usher fan. What did you What did you uh, think of the performance? I, I, my dad called me at halftime, and he had no idea who he was. <laughs> um, 
Melissa liked it. I knew about, I don't know, half the songs. I probably knew more than I thought I did. Why do you, I have a- you probably heard them at the Nine Bar and Nightclub dancing away oh, on the weekend. Shit. <laughs> shit. Probably. Like, I just didn't think he was like that big of a star. Oh, you're going to be or that many hits. Like, all right, you're going to, I guess, I guess he did or he, he had that many. I don't know. Oh, he collaborated with so many other sure, artists. I'm, and I, yeah. I like that he brought them out like Ludacris and, uh, um, Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. Yep. Like that, that's all this has become now is like, that's all it is. It's the performer. And then the performer brings out just a bunch of other people. Yep. That they, like all the rapper. I like the one with the rappers a couple years ago. I'm all yeah. right. In L.A., that um, was a Snoop Dogg and... Yeah, you know, the yeah. rappers, um... I, I... I forgot who did it last year. I'm like, who the fuck did it last year? It was so, so forgettable. I'm like, oh, it was Rihanna, and she was pregnant. Yes. I'm like, yes, I, for, I forgot that. I, I had to look that up. I'm like, who... I remember two years ago. Who did it last year? I have no idea. I remember when The weekend did it. That was at the COVID Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Um, that was not good. I thought Justin Timberlake was awful. Mm-hmm. I remember that one in Minneapolis because I thought it was terrible. Uh, um, I think people it, thought Katy Perry people, did it in Arizona when it, the Seahawks Patriots did. It, I think because she came in on a on a tiger. That was memorable. I remember that Lady Gaga fell from the ceiling, or it appeared she did. That was an interesting yep thing uh, for special effects. It wasn't anything like that this year. Roller skates. I mean, you got to figure like Taylor Swift will do it sometime. Yeah, roller skates. That was a big thing. Roller skates. And he took his shirt off. And yeah. I think like Garth Brooks should do it. Like he's would be a big star. And like it's been very urban the last decade or so. You would say. Well, maybe Keith Urban could do it. Well, he's dead. Well, yeah. uh, Toby no, Keith that's Toby dead. Keith. That's not um, Keith. not Keith Urban. Um. Yeah, Keith Urban. I, yeah, he's not that. I would say Garth Brooks. Yeah. No, I... Kenny uh, Chesney? Like, uh, Adele is a... Not a... She just kind of sings. She's not a big performer. I think they like people that are show... Have, have yes. a big show, so... I don't... I don't know who who is next. Who would... I mean, Usher was a, a stunner. I'm like, oh, really? Well, I think they wanted someone with Vegas ties. Or had... Is he from Vegas? Or is he from... I think he's from Vegas, or he's had a Vegas show there, like a Vegas residency. Or um, I, I believe that's the, the the calling card for it, or, or why he was there. Um, I mean, I it's in, New Orleans, it's in New Orleans next year, which seems like an awful place to visit and live. So I will see who we'll see who they get for New Orleans. Oh, happy Fat Tuesday, by the way. Fat Tuesday today, folks. Happy, happy oh. all that shit. Yes. Um. Yeah. I. I couldn't name you very many Usher songs, but when you hear all the songs and it's like, oh yeah, I've heard this one. I I, I didn't realize it was Usher, but very cool. Uh, Super Bowl is in the books, and uh, yeah, the NFL. Well, One hundred and twenty-three million people. Yes, most watched ever. Biggest biggest thing since the moon landing. So well, and you have to think some of that was because of the overtime. It's a, it's. A, Big match, and also Taylor Swift. She was a, a factor in that. Because um, the uh, the Patriots Falcons, I think that was the second. Right? That was up there because that was overtime too. So. Yep, yep. Um, the most watched Super Bowl was the one last year before yeah. this one. So 
The numbers keep growing. So all those people who, who swore off football because of Kaepernick and then they didn't want to watch football because Taylor Swift was ruining it. Uh, well, they're... These people should swear off voting as well. Quit voting. Yeah, that would be nice. That, that, would, that would be nice. Uh, college basketball. Talk anything from um, from last week really catch your attention? Michigan State with a big win against Illinois. That really sucks. Big um, win. It'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a great uh, 10 seed that will go to the Elite Eights. Yes. Uh, um, U- UConn is... North Carolina lost. They lose to Clemson. Yes, that was bad. I, I, can't, um, I can't talk good about uh, UNC anymore because when I do, then they they suck. Kansas lost to Gabby. They got trounced by Texas Tech on Monday. Yes, yeah. I heard somebody say a week ago that you know they beat Houston uh, a couple yep. weekends ago, and yep. somebody said, "Man, if, if Kansas plays like that, they're the best team in the country." And since then, they've proceeded to lose to Kansas State and Texas Tech. So I just, I just every week, I guess Marquette is up to four. Like, I just can't take any of these teams seriously when it comes down to it. I think, well, the one team we can is UConn. And that's about it. Uh, I'm going to ride them all the way. And if they don't win it, I'm screwed. But, yep. I, um, I, I mean, North Carolina, Kansas, just all of them are like, yeah. Well, Kentucky. I don't like, I don't like Duke. Right. I, I, Kentucky's now lost three games in a row at home at Rupp Arena for the first time since 1976. That game against Gonzaga was great. I don't know if you caught any of that. Well, but like Gonzaga has been underwhelming all year long, and then they go on the road to Lexington and Rupp Arena and, and come away with a victory there. That's huge, and yet somehow still they aren't in the field. Uh, that, like They're on like the first four out or whatever. It, I, I don't... I don't understand it, but that was a huge win for them. Uh, South Carolina keeps going good. I really think right now the the two teams that I and I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm I'm going off of history here. UConn for sure. I have a lot of faith in them. The other team I think I have the most faith in is Purdue, and I'm just going off of history with Virginia losing to UMBC and then coming back and winning it all. Now, granted, I hope they don't play Northwestern somewhere in the tournament. Yeah, that would that would be bad. Um, I just like Purdue. Granted, the the only guy they really brought back of significance was Zach Eady. Or I, I shouldn't say that, but that's the the guy I know the most. With um, with Virginia, what was it? You know, Kyle Guy and um, uh, Hunter and what was a uh, was Malcolm Brogdon on that team too? I think like they had a oh, lot. They had a lot. I don't know nothing, Brock. I don't know Brock was that. Okay, uh, I know for sure it was. Yeah, guy you, and, you knew some guys. Yes, and like they, they came back. I, I, granted they they and they won it all and stuff. I'm just saying. I think Purdue can kind of replicate. Well, they should be motivated for Christ's sake. They yes, should they be do. like, oh, we got to win it all this year. Yep. Um, SDSU beat Oral Roberts. Yay! The women now have won 41 straight Summit League. Games, I would love to look at the in the history of just how many. Like, what is is that a is that a record for the Summit League? Where is that? I would that... say Connecticut. Connecticut probably won a hundred in a row. Oh, I guess against like the AAC. Yeah, that's probably yeah, Big East AAC. I'm sure they. Yeah. I think I maybe mean, surely read off like 90, 80, 90 in a row. Caitlin Clark. Uh, Iowa go down to Nebraska. 
Uh, they had, a, what, a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, and then Nebraska stormed back. Amy Williams, congrats to her on getting a big win there for Nebraska. Um, we had there, what, 1.7 million people on Fox, so that's good. Those are good and the great numbers. Yes. And that outdraws some NBA games, so that's, I mean, they're, they're tuning in for one player, so. Kate, Caitlin Clark is the biggest draw, I think. There's a there's a point to be made between her and Juju Watkins, the freshman from USC. She's the next big star in women's college basketball once uh, Caitlin Clark leaves, uh, probably at the end of this year. But every Caitlin Clark is must see TV. She's must see TV more so than anyone on the men's side. We love the men's NCAA tournament and whatnot. But I bet you any game in March Madness that Caitlin Clark plays in. That will be the mo- the most highly rated game up until the final four, maybe the lead eight on and she either side. And she'll probably probably get to the final four. And she should. Like I don't know. Like, it's an argument of okay, I mean, they're obviously just in it for her. So it's like, how do you build this? Yep. So what? So when she leaves, that it just doesn't completely drop out again. And Angel like, Reese is is a very good player too for LSU, though they've had you know. They just have such a nasty, terrible person as a head coach that it makes it difficult to want to cheer for. It, it, I don't know. I mean, South Carolina's dominance and you know Don Staley and stuff that's been good for the the game and stuff because she's got you know some really good players. Like, like you, don't, you don't hear about Paige Beckers anymore from UConn because UConn's not not as good know. this year. Yeah, not as good this year, but um, but Caitlin yeah, Clark yeah, has overshadowed her. You try and find a way because I mean, obviously they are in it for her. So I think I do think it's going to be Juju uh, Smith Schuster. Yes, yes, Smith Schuster. Yep. Somehow uh, he's got he eligibility. Good because he's like thirty years old. He's playing against women. Yeah, uh, he should should probably average twenty points a game. Oh, for, easily, easily. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything of note this week? In Kim terms Kelly of... left UCLA for Ohio State. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what happened with, with him, but apparently he wanted out of there pretty damn bad. Well, I don't think their recruiting class was very good. And they're going to the Big Ten, and he can probably see, you know what? I'm probably going to get fired next year, so. Yeah. Let me just uh, leave a year early and, and get this get this done. And he only left to go to Ohio State because Bill O'Brien, the uh, the offensive coordinator for the Buckeyes, got the job at Boston College, the head coaching job, and that only happened because the Boston coach or Boston College head coach left to become the defensive coordinator of the Packers. College football is in a very rough spot right now. They need to figure out NIL and the transfer portal because the coaches are just getting burned out. They don't want to be at some of these programs. It's just too much, and they're going to leave for other opportunities like, I don't know, the NFL and be an assistant. They, the hell with being a head coach. It's far less stressful in the NFL than it is in college football. We actually have to figure out how to keep, uh, keep kids on the roster that don't want to be there or that don't play. And that, like, usually everybody that leaves goes to a better spot for either more playing time or more money or to improve their draft position. Well, suck it up, kids. You can't always just transfer uh, year after year just because you aren't getting playing time. Practice harder. How about that? I'm, 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 I mean, I'm fine with these guys leaving because, like, why stay here when I'm not going to... Why would you commit there, then? ...or the people of playing. And I don't, I don't 
like the, you know everybody says they've got a problem. It's like it's it's not. It, it seems like it's more than it is. There are you know, however many tens of thousands of football players out there, mm-hmm. and it's like what is it one percent or five percent transfer? It's like a very. It's like under ten percent. But well, some of them get headlines. So it's I don't know. It's more than it used to be, but it's under ten percent, I think. So yeah, it, even though ten percent, that's still. Awfully I think it's high. like set, set five or seven. It's it's you know it's okay. Ten but say it's ten percent. There's a hundred players on the roster. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Like how many of those guys actually mattered or played? How many of them are leaving because? I, they're either they're, they're moving down a level or they're going to a better situation. I just think you should it should only happen in some, in certain circumstances. There should be stipulations or rules to transferring. Like you can and I think isn't that why Tua uh, Talia Tagovailoa didn't get an extra year of eligibility? Um well, he was like injured. I don't know why they didn't give him one. Yeah. Like if you're Jalen Hurts, you went to Oklahoma because Tua took your job. But he—that was the only. Pl- he was like a senior, or yeah, like a you know, junior. He'd be a graduate transfer, and he went. Uh, I'm talking about like the freshman. It's like, oh, I, 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 I've committed to LSU, and my I didn't play any during my freshman year, and now I want out because you aren't playing me, coach. There's a sense of entitlement with these kids that you've got to suck it up, Buttercup. I'm good with anything that gives more power to the players. Because these coaches just leave them high and dry for more money. Oh, and that is that is where I say, like, yes, that's the exception that you can transfer wherever. That's why I say there are certain exceptions or rules that I say, like, yeah, you can you can transfer. But just because you don't get any playing time or not as much, uh, you know what? Like, in there, I mean, you want to get playing time, you want to get drafted, you want more money, and if I mean, you're not you're not doing that right in the bench. Oh, no. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very difficult, unique position. And then Kirk Herbstreit got in trouble, or you know, a little uproar there for steering a that Rayola from Georgia to Nebraska, and then he went on uh, Paul Feinbaum and said, "Oh, I didn't do anything. I just talked to him." And I got this. well, you know what, Kirk? You also talked about Florida State ahead of the uh, college football. Playoff release, and that was before. Um, Good job, Kirk. You don't need that shit being in the playoffs. So. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, anything else we need to get to before we say so long? I've got political thoughts, but I'm at the game, so I, I'll leave it for next week. Okay, that sounds good. John Stewart returned this week, so. Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay, I'll, I'll, quick, I'll quickly I'll get to it here. I, okay. I watched that, I enjoyed it. He's the best at what he does. He was. I thought the first few minutes, though, of his monologue were. It didn't land with me, but he got better as the show went on. Yeah, you know, the big thing was, you know, Biden and his, he's getting old and everybody thinks he's too old. Yeah. But nobody's ever given me an example of, okay, he's 82. What can he not do? What would, nobody's been able to give me another name of somebody else who should run. Dean Phillips. Fuck him. Yeah, I think, I think Gavin Newsom's going to be the next president from California. I would agree. I think he will be the next guy in 2028. I And I, I really like him. I've, I've been saying yeah, that. Yeah, 
He's, you look at him, he's excellent. Very charismatic. For anybody, and, and for anybody else, like, what? So what would he do that Biden wouldn't? They all think about the same things. They would all support the same things. They would all pass the same things. And, and he's old. It's still okay to discriminate against somebody because he's old. And then you just look at his running fucking adversary and just the weird shit he says on a daily basis and how it just oh, it's goes okay. on by. You mentioned you, 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 put the, you put the magnets in the water and there go the magnets. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Russia, it's okay, Russia, to attack NATO allies. Yes. It's uh, Oh, Nikki, where's, Nick, where's Nikki Haley's husband? I don't know. She's serving her... She, he's serving uh, our country overseas. Shut up. And he mixed up Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi. He does all this stuff, and Biden has a slip. Well, yeah, Biden, Biden mis- like said Mexico instead of Egypt. So he did that at the press conference and all that. He should have just walked away at the end be done with it, but he did that, and everybody makes a big deal out of that. Yep. But then Jesse Waters of Fox News had Christy Nome on right after that. Yes. And you know what he said? I, I do know what he said, but I'll... Yeah, uh, what did he say? He said, he said the governor Carolina of South Carolina. Christy Nome. Yes. It's like, yeah, some pe- sometimes people fuck up the names mm-hmm. and the states and the locations and the titles. It doesn't mean they have dementia. It doesn't mean they're losing their fucking minds. And it's just fucking... I look at the media. Like, the Daily Show should not be the best political show on TV. It shouldn't be. The best political show on TV shouldn't be on fucking Comedy Central. Yep. It shouldn't be. And you go on there, and what he did last night, he showed all of Trump and his kids forgetting everything in their depositions. Yep. Because that's what they do. He made fun of Biden being on TikTok, uh, talking about Mama Kelsey's chocolate chip cookies. But between the two, it's like, it's it's no contest. Everybody thinks Trump's going to win. Like, I, I... I just can't believe that's going to happen. Well, I mean, if, I could see it happening. If the media would talk more about, like, show the dangerous shit he's saying about, oh, Russia, it's, you know, like, he would let them attack NATO allies. Yeah. Like, if they would do more of that stuff, show that stuff, then then it wouldn't even be a contest. It's, 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 it's just ridiculous what they cover and what they don't and yes. what they hammer and what they let slip by. Maybe uh, he's the one who blocked the border bill and the and the aid for Ukraine and the Gaza Strip. Trump, what was it, two weeks ago, week and a half ago, $83 million because he raped yes. a woman yes. and defamed her, E. Jean Carroll. Yes. And that got about... Five minutes of fucking play. Imagine if Biden had to pay ninety million dollars because he raped somebody mm-hmm. thirty, forty years ago, and why? I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, just think about, just think about that. And it's like, oh yeah, do we take the guy who's eighty-two and the, and, the, and the lady they had on the the Daily Show last night uh, with, with some magazine? Yep. She was like, oh yeah, we called for Biden last year to maybe step down and be one-term president. And if he would, man, he'd be a great one-term president. Yes. And then John Stewart, like, well, why couldn't he be a great two-term president? Because everybody likes what he's doing. Everybody likes what's getting passed. Everybody likes uh, what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, he's going to be 86. Yes, that's very old. But it's like, whoever you put in there is going to do the same things he would. I think the issue is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's the fact that 
where we are at as a society that these are our two options is a 77 year old and an 81 year old it's like why why sure. has it come to that um, I mean, on, on the republican side it's ridiculous that trump's their guy because oh, he yes. always loses he's he's never he has never gotten any he's never won an election with more votes mm-hmm. the, the people he endorses loses 80 percent of the time 70 mm-hmm. percent of the time um Put, okay, then put somebody who is 50 or 60 years old out there. It's the same thing. They believe in the same things. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do any better than Biden. Mm-hmm. They're always like, oh, been a great, he's passed this, he's gotten this done, infrastructure, reduced inflation, unemployment's at a record level, all this stuff that's happening. Chipset. Like, okay, so what does it matter if he's in there or some other guy is in there? I mean, there's a big difference if Trump's in there or if Nikki Haley's in. That's a big difference. Because they don't believe in the same shit. And and also, someone's going to stand up for the rights of uh, women and say, I'm going to, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to let uh, the government interfere with that. Where the, the party that says, oh, we want little government interference or little government running our lives saying, yeah, the government's going to come in here and tell you what you can and cannot do with your body. If, if Trump loses, it will be, be because of abortion. Yes. If he, if, if he loses, that'll be. I mean, so yeah. So that's that's my rant. We got plenty of time to talk about oh, it. Oh yes. Yeah. No. I, I did. I did. I mean, just the coverage is ridiculous. Of yeah. it, it's that, and then uh, oh yeah, a, Trump breaks somebody and has to pay him ninety million dollars. Yeah, it's a failing, no doubt, by the by the mainstream, <laughs> the the major media markets or the channels. It's bad, but but yeah, we can talk more about that next week as well. I don't, you know, I, I know you have a game to call. Here, so yeah, we can definitely spend more time not only next week but throughout the year uh, because this is a massive election here. But anything else we need to get to before uh, we say so long? Uh, we're supposed to get two inches of snow tomorrow, so all the snow's gone. Lucky. And I would imagine this will this will melt pretty quickly, but two inches of snow. I want snow. Send that snow my way, please. Huh? Send that snow my way, please. Oh, you can you can have it. I don't want any more snow. So. All right. Very good. Uh, good luck with the game. Good luck with the call. Good luck with all the games this week. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week, my friend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. I'll see you later. Travis Crins joining me here, Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time on the road this week, traveling to Sioux Falls, Wash, uh, the, the Lincoln here. Uh, so good luck to Mitchell Colonel's basketball this week. Uh, we talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, it was going to be it was going to be a win-win Super Bowl for me. I picked the 49ers over the Chiefs at the beginning of the season. I wanted the Chiefs to win though cuz I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan. My father-in-law is a Chiefs fan. The Chiefs are uh, my second favorite team. So yes, I was all in on this uh on them winning. But this game it it's tough. It it was a great ending and it was a great last part of the game. But I don't know if we could say it's the best Super Bowl of all time because the first two, almost first three quarters were so dreadful. It was Rams-Patriots. Another Super Bowl that Nance and Romo called. It was bad. So, can we say that? I don't know. But uh, Chiefs win overtime. I, I have no issue with Kyle Shanahan opting to kick the field goal. Now, going for it first, eh, like choosing to receive, 
when you win the toss. I have a problem with that. I think it's always better to kick it first. He said he did want it on the third possession. The team doesn't know the overtime rules. This is a new thing. It's so bizarre. But I'm all for it. Uh, the Chiefs winning. Congrats to them. Congrats to Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid proving that he is one of the top three, five, or five coaches of all time. I think he's cracked the top three. Uh, love Taylor Swift. Love what what's happening there. Um, and I, I will not get sick of it. And uh, you can watch Inside the NFL on the CW uh, for uh, more on-field action. For her. Uh, like You can just hear more of the, the sights and sounds of the post-game celebration there. So great stuff there. And... Uh, Plenty of, now our, our sole focus is pretty much college basketball here. Moving forward, we'll talk about the NBA as we need to. Uh, spring training's opening up here. So, yippee. Um, I know Travis is big into that. So, NBA All-Star game this weekend, I believe, in Indianapolis. So, yay. Um, yay for that. NHL still going on, but... Uh, March Madness is a month away, so we will be heavy on the college basketball here over the next month plus here as we uh, eerily await Selection Sunday. And we'll talk, of course, about all the the big stories in the sports world here and beyond because, uh, as we mentioned, it is a big year for the election, so we will have some political thoughts as well throughout the year. So just just be aware that uh, primarily talk sports, but... Every once in a while, we need to talk weather and um, and the political landscape here and, and what's going on. So, with that being said, that will do it for this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. You can find us on podcast.com or archive.org. Also on iTunes, just search the Sports Block. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken, Travis Krenz on Twitter at Travis Krenz. A link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Have a great rest of your week. There's no football on Sunday. Some people will be very sad. Enjoy the college basketball. Enjoy the long weekend, President's Weekend. It's fine. And guess what? I don't give a shit about spring football. The USFL, XFL, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> no, don't need it. College basketball ready. We are ready for that. It was a great NFL season. Congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congrats to Pat Mahomes. Andy Reid, third Super Bowl in what, four or five years? It's wonderful. And next year they're going back to back to back. Uh, kickoff game we uh, both predict Bengals at Chiefs so for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast for Travis, I'm Nathan, thanks so much for listening have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast